Pope Francis and the powers that be in Vatican City have allowed fake bishops, fake priests to celebrate a fake mass, a fake Eucharist, in the most sacred church in Rome, the Lateran Basilica. A lot of people think the Vatican is the Cathedral of Rome. No, the Cathedral of Rome is St. John Lateran Cathedral, and you can see right here the Anglican bishops and clergy who are considered to be invalid laymen are allowed to celebrate their fake Eucharist and their fake Mass on a Catholic altar in the Mother Church, the Mother and Teacher, Mater et Magistra, the Cathedral of Rome. This is yet again another sacrilege. It's another infiltration, and it hits me right there, real deep, right in the heart. Let's put a knife there, slowly twist all the way around in the circle because of this picture right here. Who's this young, handsome priest on the screen? That's a young Father Taylor Marshall. I wasn't a Catholic priest. I was ordained an Anglican priest, the same religion as these guys right here. Where's my, uh, is this the right button? Yeah. Here's a tweet from Nick Donnelly. Pope Bergoglio has allowed Anglicans to say Mass in the Lateran, the Mother Church of the Catholic Church. Would he allow the SSPX to celebrate Mass at the Lateran or even the traditional Latin Mass? I think not. That's what we're going to talk about today. Now, I was an Anglican cleric. I was an Anglican priest. There I am, right there. I've got my cassock on, my collar. That's Father Taylor Marshall before he became a Catholic. And I became a Catholic because the Catholic Church teaches, amongst many things about the priesthood, that the Anglican priesthood, the ministry that derives from the 16th century Reformation, spawned by the obese, gluttonous, libidinous, adulterous, murderous King Henry VIII. I'm ashamed to say that I was even involved in it. Those priestly orders are null and void. They are invalid. Here is a picture of my ordination day as an Anglican priest. There you go. There I am. Not a gray hair on my head. That's amazing. Here's another picture of me. Let's see. Doing, um, this is me. Nope, wrong one. Maybe this one. There we go. There's another one with me. Right there. That was my life. That's what I trained to be. That's what I did. And I became a Catholic because the Catholic Church teaches that this was all not a real priesthood. And here I am, a layman. You know, I'm not wearing a collar. I'm not wearing a cassock, right? I'm not Father Taylor Marshall. So what a kick in the crotch it is to see Anglican bishops who are deemed invalid celebrating a fake Mass, a fake Eucharist, on a holy altar in the Cathedral Basilica in Rome. There's another shot of it. I guess that's the same shot. What is going on? Here's some of the details for y'all. 
The Vatican gave authorization for Anglican clergy to celebrate, scare quotes, Mass at St. John Lateran Cathedral. Pope Francis later greeted the group after his weekly audience. So I don't want to hear this, well, we didn't really know. There was a breakdown in communication, not and not and not. They knew. They knew and they allowed it. It was authorized. Yeah, that's better. What else do we know about this? It was led by Bishop, quotes here, because not a real bishop, not real apostolic succession, the uh, Bishop Baker of Fulham. That's the guy you see celebrating. There was a woman priestess also there. And this is a huge scandal. And the reason it's so scandalous, I'm going to do some Q&A here in a little bit. The reason it's so scandalous is that ever since 1970, there's been a group of Catholics who want to celebrate tradition, the traditional Latin mass, the traditional baptismal rite, traditional confirmation, traditional ordination, 1988. Traditional extreme unction, traditional matrimony. And they have been slapped. Talking about confirmation. They have been alapped and slapped ever since 1970 and, and said, well, my microphone's been not, my microphone's been over there. Hopefully y'all pick me up. They have been slapped around since 1970. driven out of churches, called schismatic, putative excommunications and all that. And we've got Protestants saying fake Eucharist on altars. I'm going to pause real quick. Were y'all able to hear me? My mic was a foot too far away. Can, can y'all, did y'all hear me okay or should I start over? I don't know what, what picked up and what didn't pick up. Man, it's too, far, too bad because I was on fuego spitting fire on this topic. Can y'all hear me? Did y'all hear me? Do I need to repeat it? Looking for y'all in the comments here. Okay, you could hear. Good. Sorry about that. I got so wound up, I didn't even check to see if my mic was in the right place. It was over here. Since the 1970s, traditionalist Catholics, why are we even calling them that? They're just Catholics. Catholics who want the traditional Roman rite have been bullied, labeled as schismatics. And what's crazy is, you know, I like the traditional Latin mass, but there's no way if I had a pilgrimage group and we went to Rome and said, we would like the traditional Latin mass in St. Peter's, I mean, in St. John Lateran, they would be like, oh, that's great. You know, we're just so happy y'all here. Yeah, we'll set it up and y'all can have a traditional Latin mass at St. John Lateran. No way that would ever happen. But if I came as Father Taylor Marshall, Mr. Ecumenical, this guy right here, I can have a mass even though I'm invalidly ordained? Did I wake up and, and take some crazy pills this morning? 
Now, every I've been to St. John Lateran many times, maybe six, seven times. Every time I go, I make a devotional uh, visit to pray at this tomb. What is that? Who knows what that is? That is the tomb of Pope Leo XIII, who authored the St. Michael prayer, who had the vision of the demons infiltrating Rome. I've talked all about it in my book, Infiltration. I go and visit the tomb of this holy pope, Leo XIII. And one of the reasons why I go and visit the tomb of Leo XIII is Leo XIII wrote a papal document called Apostolice Curae. It was in 18, either 96 or 97. In that document, Pope Leo XIII defines and declares that the ordinations of Anglicans, Episcopalians, Church of England clergy, like the young Father Taylor Marshall here, are null and void and invalid. What is ironic is right around the corner from where this is happening, inside St. John Lateran, within 50 yards or closer to this location is this tomb of Leo XIII, who said Anglican orders are invalid. And a hundred or over a hundred years later of him writing that, you have Francis allowing Anglicans to celebrate a fake mass on a true altar of Rome, of the Roman Catholic Church. How would Pope Leo XIII, buried in this hallowed church, even begin to understand that Pope Francis would allow heretics, schismatics who have invalid orders to celebrate a fake Eucharist with fake clergy? So yeah, I look at these pictures of my young self as an Anglican priest and I'm simultaneously kicked in the crotch with a knife in my heart right here. And it's just turning back and forth. If I could talk to Pope Francis, if he could call in right now on the show, I'd be like, why should I have become a Catholic layman? Or should I have just been this guy, Father Marshall, uh, celebrating Mass at the Lateran? Like, what's going on here? Is the teaching of Pope Leo XIII in Apostolice Curie saying Anglican orders are invalid, did that somehow, was that false? The Holy Spirit come and change things, God of surprises? I'm going into questions and comments right now. want to hear from y'all. As you can see, this hits a little close to home. And I hope someone out there in the Catholic world send this video to Pope Francis. Say, here is a man who loves the traditional Latin Mass, who loves the Catholic Church, who doesn't want to be in schism with the Church, who wants to be an obedient and submissive son to the Roman pontiff. And he was an Anglican priest, and he's seeing what you're doing in Rome, and he's confused, and he is betrayed. All right, going into your com your uh, comments. Oh, also, I don't know if it's true. It's being reported, LifeSite reported it, that the bishop who celebrated this Mass is a Freemason, uh, an open Freemason. I don't know if that's the case. I just saw it on 
LifeSite News. If that's the case, it's just, it's even worse. It's even worse. All right. Cindy Crocker. How could these Anglicans even think they could ask for this permission? Maybe it was offered to them by Francis. I don't know. And I want right now, I want the Society of St. Pius X to write a formal request to have a pontifical high mass at St. John Lateran and at St. Peter's and at St. Mary Major and at St. Paul's outside the walls and at Fatima everywhere and say, we want a pontifical high mass and then see what the Vatican says. It is a disgrace that Protestant invalid ministers are being allowed to use the sacred altars of sacrifice for their perfidious and blasphemous rituals. And groups like the Society of St. Pius X are tarred and feathered and ran out of town. The Society of St. Pius X, and I'm going to go ahead and I'll double down on it. Every Sedeve Contis should go ahead and make a request too while we're at it. At least they have valid orders. You know, uh, Bishop Sanborn and Bishop uh, Piverunis and these guys, they should make a request too. Why is it that Protestant heretics get these rights, whereas valid priests do not? St. John Lateran, that, that cathedral basilica, was built for the traditional Latin Mass. The traditional Latin Mass and the Roman Rite and St. John Lateran, the entire Holy Week liturgy is derived from the liturgy and the rituals of St. John Lateran with the baptistry at St. John Lateran. They are together. And we're going to let Protestants, heretical clergy that are not only invalid, they deny five of the sacraments, they have women ministers up on the altar, and then Pope Francis is going to meet with them and shake hands with them? Photo ops? Anathema. 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 First lie confirmed. This is, I guess, a critic of me. Not a fake mass, but a liturgy. Uh, they are going up there with bread and wine and saying, this is my body, this is my blood. It either transubstantiates or it doesn't. And Pope Leo XIII says it doesn't. That's called a fake mass. So it's not a lie, it's the truth. Or you can say Pope Leo XIII lied. That's on you. Francis extends, extends his hands to neighbors as our Lord taught us to do. No, he doesn't. He doesn't extend his hands to traditional Catholics he shuts us down, bans us, silences us, prohibits us, restricts us. Don't give me this, that he's this merciful, extending the hands to his neighbors as Jesus did. No, he's not. It is a double standard right here. The entire world right now can see it. The Anglicans, Protestants, fake orders, fake sacraments, they get extended hands. Those who are preserving the Roman rite, they get a, a hand to the face. Coco Ugodo, you're way off, bro. Way off. No time for that, Coco. God bless you, but no time for that. Gerard, these are imposter infiltrators. 100% agree. 100% agree. Sydney, how do you think Anglins feel about this? I'll tell you. 
when I was an Anglican priest, I had Catholic clergy ecumenical meetings and stuff like that all the time saying, Father Marshall, you're great. I even had one of them say, you shouldn't ever become Catholic. Stay where you're at. You're doing better work there than you would in the Catholic Church. People need you there. So Anglicans see this stuff and they say, we don't need to convert. We don't need to be Catholic. The Pope meets with us. The Pope gives us his altar in Rome. We can say our fake sacraments and rituals on the Roman altars in Rome. This reaffirms the schism with the Church of England. They're not going to convert. Francis calls us mentally ill rigids. More heresy. Where is the Pachamama? We had Pachamama at St. Peter's. Now we got Anglican fake mass at St. John Lateran. These places need to be reconsecrated. How can the Pope consent to a mass performed by clergy that recognize a secular king as the head of the church? Exactly. You know who is the spiritual leader of the Church of England, the Anglicans? The King of England. It's ridiculous. Back into the comments. Obviously, the Pope recognizes the Anglicans as part of the church, Vatican II in full effect. I mean, if that's Vatican II, it just can't be the case. How can they be in the church in 1970 or to 2023 and outside the church in 1570? How does this make sense? It's heretical. This whole thing is heretical. Trevor says, didn't Christ tell us that hell would not prevail against his church? but that we would go through these trials and tribulations. Yes, but the hard part is, is that the trials and the tribulations are from within the Catholic Church. Infiltration. Infiltration. The plot to destroy the church from within. Church can't be destroyed, but there's a plot to destroy from within. What do you guys think? You guys think um, I should go back and become uh, an Anglican priest? They'd welcome me. Well, maybe they wouldn't nowadays. They wouldn't welcome me back. Maybe I could go back and be an Anglican priest, and then I could lobby, and I could become an Anglican bishop. Bishop Taylor Marshall, the Anglican. And then when I'm a bishop in the Anglican church, I can go and I can celebrate Mass at St. John Lateran in Rome. Maybe my maybe my maybe uh, I need to go back to the old career path and be Anglican Taylor Marshall. Is that what the world needs? Pope gave Jesus Christ fragments to King Charles. Gives TLM slap in the face. Agreed. 100% agreed. Someone send this video to Pope Francis. What do you guys think? Should I go back and uh, just be a, an Anglican bishop? What would St. Pius X think of this? Yeah, think about Pope St. Pius X and his war against the modernists and the liberals. Imagine Pius X watching Anglicans celebrate a fake mass at St. John Lateran. Imagine that. Imagine that. I think he would lose his top. I think he, he, the top of his head would just explode and the tiara would go up in the air like a missile. Unbelievable. 
No, because they're saying I shouldn't go back and be an Anglican bishop. I'm not going to because they're schismatics. Oh, really? Why are they on the altar? I don't want anybody coming and waving their finger at me. Oh, SSPX, schismatic. Look what's going on. People are confused right now. How does the ordinary address invalid orders? They All the ordinary priests are reordained. They're ordained afresh. So if I were to become an ordinary priest, which I can be, um, I would be ordained afresh. They would not count my Anglican ordination. Back into the comments here. Have you ever told your convert story? Yes, uh, I've been on coming uh, Journey Home on EWTN and two times. I've told it twice, and I've also done it many times here on the podcast. Have any cardinals responded? I haven't seen any public statements yet. I know Anglicans rebuke Catholic faith. Some were my friends. Exactly. Anglicans are not Catholic. Absolutely not. Don't become an Anglican priest again. I know you're joshing. Thank goodness. Yeah, I'm joshing. I'm not going to be an Anglican priest again. Imagine the scandal on that. That'd be wicked. Can Pope Francis still be considered Catholic? Above my pay grade, but. The Anglican Church was founded by a king bounded in lust. It's a church whose origin is in sin. I agree. I agree. Now, when I was an Anglican priest, we used to say, well, in the early church, the Church of England was independent of Rome, and then at the Synod of Whitby, it went under Rome, and then in the 1500s, it broke away from Rome. That Rome, its connection with Rome is not integral to the identity of English Christianity. That was our argument. It's not true. I could explain it. Uh, and a whole nother show, but that's what we used to say. But in reality, it is a Protestant sect founded by Henry VIII and then developed by bloody Elizabeth I. Uh, traditional Thomas, what would St. Robert Bellarmine think? I mean, here he is. I'm always reading my Robert Bellarmine. Here he is. He He... His head would explode as well. I don't even think he would be, he would even know how to respond to this. I don't know how to respond to this. St. Thomas More and St. John Fisher should have found compromise instead of martyrdom. That's irony, I hope, John Williamson. I'm sure you are. Yeah. Bishop John Fisher was killed, received martyrdom rather than submit to the Church of England and be faithful to the Pope in Rome. St. Thomas More, same thing. Was the, Were their martyrdoms in vain? Pope Francis. Janet says, I always stay with the beautiful Catholic faith that was taught to me in the early 1950s. You do that, Janet, because that's the real Catholicism. This is an ape of Catholicism. This is an infiltration. Ron, would you take a new name, Father Karen Marshall? No, I'm a dude. I'm a man. I'm not going to be, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be Father Karen Marshall. Remember I had, did y'all see my, uh, my show a couple days ago where I did, uh, Karen, Reverend Karen. Here she is, Reverend Karen. 
There she is. She's got her gym bay, her dream catchers, her new age candles, her poofy purple thing, potted plant. It's all there. Amazing. Back into the comments. Give me some questions in the comments. Dory, please allow this sinner to speak to you in theorems I do not understand. I have no idea what that means. My priest was an Anglican vicar who converted. He had to accept the faithful and accept the magisterium. Yes, I had to put my hand on the book of the Gospels and renounce my heresies as an Anglican to become a Catholic. And these guys, they're not renouncing anything. They're, look at them. They're prancing right up on the altar. They are so giddy. They love it. They love it. Silvio, can't you become a priest once again in the Catholic Church? Yes, I can. I could. I started that process when I converted. I discerned that it was not the right vocation for me. But I could be a married priest, but I don't really believe in a married priesthood. Probably the stupidest thing I saw this year. I heard King Charles is not pledged to uphold Christianity faith, King. Yeah, they use this title, Defender of the Faith, which the Pope gave to Henry VIII before he apostatized. And they've always kept that title, Defender of the Faith. But King Charles wants to change it from Defender of the Faith to Defender of Faiths, plural. Because Freemasonry, that's why. That's why. What are your thoughts on the ordinary liturgy? I mean, it's the ordinary liturgy is a blend. You have to understand it's a blend. Like Johnny Walker Black is a blend. It's not a single malt. The ordinary liturgy is a blend of three rites. The traditional Latin Mass, it has elements of that. The Novus Ordo, it has elements of that, like the memorial acclamation. And the Book of Common Prayer by Thomas Cramner, former Archbishop of Canterbury. So the ordinary liturgy is a not a single malt. The traditional Latin Mass is a single malt whiskey. The ordinary is a blend of those three. The liturgy of Thomas Cramner is problematic and heretical. Right? The Novus Ordo is not as good as the traditional Latin Mass. So to me, I just want to go with the traditional Roman rite. The ordinariate is a great solution for a lot of people. Generally, they have communion on the tongue, altar rails, reverence, ad orientum. So it checks so many boxes. In fact, the ordinariate Mass really is uh, a unicorn when it comes to reverence. So I, I, I respect that. I like that. But if we're going to talk about Thomistic precision, dogmatic precision, we have to realize that the ordinary liturgy is a blend. And I just don't feel comfortable with that. Secondly, having been an Anglican priest, and I have those liturgies still mostly memorized because I said them every day, um, it's a bit 
schizophrenic for me because those prayers, when I pray them and those rhythms of prayer and addiction, I have internalized as an Anglican cleric and I've tried to get away from being an Anglican cleric and being a Catholic layman. So for me, I believe the ordinary liturgy, which I have attended, um, but I just kind of feel that it's uncomfortable and maybe a danger to my faith. I try not to talk about it too much because I don't want to offend people, but that might be the most clear and open I've ever been uh, on the history of the podcast about the ordinary liturgy. Again, not judging people. There's some people who are way holier than I um, attend it and like it, but it's not for me or my, my family. Allison, just the appearance of a mass is misleading to our flock, discouraging. Yeah, I mean, what if you were a tourist or a pilgrim in Rome and you went to St. You've been saving up money. You're going to St. John Lateran. It's your day to go to St. John Lateran, the cathedral of Rome, the mother church of all Christendom. And the day you get to go to the Lateran Basilica, there's a bunch of Anglicans celebrating <laughs> this fake liturgy. Come on. Catholic Church. Catholic Church is the pure bride of Christ. We've got wolves in the midst. I'm just one of the sheep right here on a microphone going, bah, bah, there's a wolf, bah. All division is satanic, diabolical, means divider. Diabolic doesn't mean divider, um, but... Uh, it mean it's related to accuser, but um, yeah, it, all division is satanic. It is. We're to be united in Christ. Do we know what relics are under the altar? Well, right in front of that is the high altar, which traditionally holds the heads of St. Peter and St. Paul, traditionally. Those are, those are important relics. Jesus was non-denominational. Well, he was not he was anti-denominational actually. He was against denominations. Paul says we're not supposed to have Pauline Christians or Petrine Christians. We're supposed to have Christians that are all part of one flock submitted to the jurisdiction of St. Peter and his successors on earth. And that ecclesiastical earthly assembly is called the universal Ecclesia, or the Catholic Church. There's only one church, it's the Catholic Church. There aren't many denominations, those are all fake. So Jesus is not non-denominational, he's anti-denominational. He wants everyone in the one true church. <laughs> Douglas, help me to keep my faith. I'm a convert since 2019. Hey, look, you keep your eyes on this horizon with all of this nonsense. You see heresy, confusion. What you need to do is you take your, your horizon and you look up. This is why I say pray the rosary every day. If you don't pray the rosary, you're not on the team. You got to pray the rosary because that keeps you daily. Just like if you, if you don't work out and keep your muscles, you're going to atrophy and eventually just lose all your muscle strength and tone and become weak. What you have to do is you constantly have to be moving around right? To keep your body strong. Well, it's the same thing with your soul. 
you constantly have to be raising your spiritual focus to the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, the Blessed Virgin Mary, who's depicted right in front of me right now under a crucifix. That's what I'm always looking at when I'm talking to y'all. And St. Joseph and John the Baptist and the 12 apostles and the Holy Virgins and the martyrs. So we have to be focused on that because that's our, that's our destiny that God's put before us. That's our, our hope, like our life, our sweetness and our hope. That's what we're going for. So as long as you do that and every day you're building the tone, not in your body, but in your soul and strengthening it through the heavenly realities and heavenly graces on earth as it is in heaven, as long as you're praying that and doing that, you won't lose your faith. You'll keep your faith. Our faith, my faith is not in a cardinal or a bishop or a pope or a deacon or a priest. My faith is in Jesus Christ. All right. <sighs> this has kind of made me tired. You know, this makes me makes me not not excited about what's going on in Rome and what we need to do now is we need to focus on what is good, true and beautiful. And so we're going to pray the Our Father together and we're going to pray the Hail Mary together. Oremos. Pater noster, qui es in celi, sanctificetur nomen tuum, adveniat regnum tuum, fiat voluntas tua, sicut in cello et in terra. Panem nostrum quotidianum da nobis odie, et dimite nobis debita nostra. Sicut et nos dimitimus debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, se libera nos amalo. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in molieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, or per nobis peccatoribus, nunc editor mortis nostre. Amen. Nomini Patris, et Fidi, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Look how beautiful Our Lady is there on the screen. The Christ Child, baby Jesus, the sweet mother of Jesus. They love us. They're praying for us. Jesus is interceding for us. Let's pray the St. Michael prayer for Rome, as Pope Leo XIII asked us to do. This is the prayer given to us by Pope Leo XIII, and uh, there he is. So we're going to pray that prayer. I'll pray it in Latin. You can pray it in English or Latin with me. Sancta Michae Archangelae, defende nos in proelio, contra iniquitium et insidias diaboli, esto presidium, imperit ili Deus, supplices deprecamor. Tuque, princeps militiae celestis, in virtute dei, in infernum de trude satanum, aliosque spiritus malignus, quia perditionem animarum propagantur in mundo. Amen. Nomini Patris et Fidi et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Well, it's disappointing. Do I regret? Leaving this behind, here, here he is, Father Taylor Marshall. Here he is, he's got a Sanctus Bell in his hand. Probably going to go celebrate my, my fake Eucharist or something right here. Do I regret leaving that and becoming the Catholic layman? No. Am I injured? Am I hurt that... A putative pope 
would allow Anglican clergy to go up on the most privileged church in Rome and commit a sacrilege? Yeah, I am. Like I said, kick to the crotch, knife in the heart, twisting all day long. But the Catholic faith is the pearl of great price. You sell everything you have in order to gain it. It is the Ark of Noah, outside of which there is no salvation. There can be bad popes, there can be confusion, there can be doctrinal confusion, but we never leave the ship. What's the alternative? Jump into the ocean? Swim forever? No. Eventually you're going to drown. Stay in the ship. Stay in the ship. You might have a drunk captain, a crazy captain, an abusive captain. Stay on the ship. Stay on the ship. All right. Well, what am I going to say now? We already said the prayer. I guess we'll close out. If you want to learn more about this, you want to hear my thoughts on how you think we got, or how I think we got here over the last 200 years, I'd encourage you to check out my book, Infiltration, The Plot to Destroy the Church from Within. It's helped a lot of people. It explains the bad things that have happened over the past 200 years in Rome and in the papacy and in the cardinals and in the bishops and in the priesthood and in the seminaries and how all that happened. And then the last two chapters, I give you hope on how we're going to recover and enjoy the true Catholic faith for ourselves. And if God wills, the world continues for our children and our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren. And that whole plan is all played out here in the book Infiltration. That's the past. If you want to know the future, Antichrist and Apocalypse, that's my latest book. It's a commentary on the book of Revelation. It discusses what the church Catholic Church Fathers teach about the Antichrist, the end times, the apocalypse, the beast, the mark of the beast, Armageddon. It's not my thoughts. It's what the Church Fathers taught. And so I'd encourage you to get that. It's also available on Audible if you like to listen to books instead of just read them. And if you'd like a signed copy of Antichrist and Apocalypse, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Marshall. There's all kinds of resources there for you, and this is for people who are patrons of my work. So if you'd like to support me and my podcast, my books, my writings, I'm very privileged and blessed to have so many people supporting me. If you'd like to help out and be a patron as well and get some cool stuff like signed books, patreon.com forward slash Marshall. We also still have spots uh, after Easter here. If you want to take online courses with me, you can do that at nsti.com nsti.com, New St. Thomas Institute. And I've got a full course on the traditional Latin mass, the history, the prayers, how to pronounce things, commentary on the traditional Latin mass, what it all means. You can get it all in all 10 courses today if you sign up, nsti.com. All right, friends, thanks for watching. Pray your rosary every day. Read your Bible every day. Love your family. Catechize your family. Give everybody hugs. Pray the rosary together with your family and friends every single day. And until next time, remember, our Lord Jesus Christ is the light of the world and the salt of the earth. 
So go out there and be salty. Stay in the ship.